0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're, 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 tuned, you're tuned into to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati, the top podcast covering the defending AFC champion
1: Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagada at Odyssey Sports Podcast.
2: We are back on. It's always game day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata, Mike, how you doing? Awesome. Awesome. (laughs) You know what? It's wild because the last two home games for the for the Bengals, they've just had like blowout wins where the game felt pretty much over at halftime, and you're kind of bored. The weather's great. You're talking to the people next to you, having a great time scoreboard watching, seeing what's happened around in the NFL. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's I, I like games like that. I'll take more of that after a couple uh, close ones early in the season.
1: To me, there's nothing better than – I mean, I guess once in a while the nail-biter win is is the greatest. But for a regular season, 1 o'clock game, there's nothing better than it's, be, it's done by 2, 2.30. You know that your team won. You just kind of get to relax. Why, well, but for me, I'm watching, I don't, I only go to a couple, one or two games a year because I'm not local, but um, yeah, when I was watching and they went up like 21 nothing, I was just like, ooh, this is a nice, relaxing, just don't do anything stupid and get them back into the game. And they didn't,
2: <laughs> well, and, and honestly, you know, we'll get to it a little bit in Joe Burrow's play and in, in the second segment, but when you take him out late in the third. You have to feel pretty confident with how you're rolling. And it was almost like the mercy rule for the Bengals versus the Panthers to be like, look, we're not trying to put 50 on you. Uh, it might happen. You never know. And there were shots and opportunities. But, you know, taking Joe out of the game early was uh, was just kind of like, OK, we have things under control. We'll, we'll get to the other Joe Mixon right now. And um, I would like to apologize because I'm OK to admit when I'm wrong about something. And I was really wrong about the run game. I know this is that one week, but I feel like the Panthers have been able to stop the run in other games this season. Joe Mixon hasn't been able to really, really get it going. The the old vintage Joe Mixon, I've talked about it before. He's played with worse offensive lines. What's going on with Joe Mixon? It just didn't feel right. And it's not okay for an offense when you can't balance the run game with throwing in the air. Joe Burrow said after the game, if they continue to run the ball the way they did today, he can't think of another team in the NFL that would be able to beat them. And, and I agree with that because no one's beating you when your running back is getting five touchdowns. This is without your number one receiver in Jamar Chase. And, and being able to put up 42 is crazy to me because if someone would have told me while Jamar Chase is out, they're going to get in the 40s on offense, I'd thought, oh, whoo Oh, okay, all right. How's this one going to work out for you? And uh, being able to do that even early in the second half is it, pretty incredible. And just credits to Joe Mixon. Uh, he really he brought back vintage Joe, and, and just really what we've seen from this offense in twenty twenty one. And and it's it's kind of exciting going into the bye.
1: Yeah, so what I've been hammering is since the scheme changed, he's actually been fine, pretty good, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Three of his last five games, including this one, he is now, I mean, I'm pretty sure he was over five yards per carry today, but I guess I should check that. (laughs) I didn't didn't make sure, but I'm just going to say he was. Hopefully Nick can check that for me. So he's had three really good efficiency games. This is his first really good volume game where he got all the carries and he kept up the efficiency, five touchdowns. He followed up what might have been the worst game I've seen from him with the best game I've seen from him. I mean, this was, from the jump, a Joe Mixon game. And more than that, I mean, he made guys miss. He ran through contact. He was catching the ball really well. Uh, he had some good celebrations everything was there you know I it felt like he was out of ideas by the time he did the fifth one where he's kind of like are you not entertained and I was like I don't know that's kind of my favorite I, there was also the paparazzi I was like the first one and he does a little like whatever that thing is <laughs> I don't know what that one the the dance he always does so um that was uh, what a fun game and he's gotten so much crap from the fan base his own fan base this season I
0: know. I and
1: know. the thing that really makes me sympathetic towards him in this game is seven yards per carry today thank you nick <laughs> i was like i'm pretty okay. sure it was over five um so the thing that makes me really sympathetic to him this season is first it it's really the first what four games where he didn't have a single game over 3.04 yards per carry. He was both injured and they were running a scheme that didn't fit the offensive line. It fits him. I've seen him run wide zone really well, but the offensive line wasn't working with them. And the communication was bad. If we can roll our clocks back to back then. (laughs) Um, So that really hampered his whole season so far. So whenever you look at the season long stats, it's like, Oh, he sucks. They can't get the run game going at all it's been fine since the schematic change and with the schematic change was also when i thought he got healthy because he left the first three games in a row for the same ankle injury it's like it's not hard to figure out that the guy might be uh going through something so i don't know uh he did have a couple bad games that maybe waver just a tiny bit on my faith this run game comes back but like i was saying on here just a few days ago the run game's at its best if mixing can get going and i mean if Piran gets in there he'll probably be fine who i don't evans is a wild card to me the best run game is if Mixon can get going and play at his best level and that's what we saw today five touchdowns a million yards and uh a lot of celebrations
2: yeah it's one of those things where you felt early on when he was going that it was going to be joe mixon's day like there was no going back just the way he was running through people um the the catch for a touchdown from Joe Burrow and Joe just called him, you know, just, it's going to be a fade. You're going to get it. We're going to get you. And he throws it right to him. And he said, all I thought was make sure I get my toes in and grab the ball. And well, it, that was it,
1: the play right before it was when Trent Irwin didn't get his second foot down.
2: Yeah. That those were so wild because every time it wasn't a touchdown, they followed it up with a touchdown in the yeah. next play or, or the play after that. Tyler so, Boyd
1: too, right? Yeah. yeah. He had The one that was almost a touchdown. Challenged yeah. it finally, you know, I so love we can't it. I complain. Love
2: challenge, I love the challenge, mm-hmm. and honestly, too. I. I fake get mad at the officials today because it wasn't really impacting the game at all, but it's still brutal to, to watch them call games sometimes. Um, but at the, but at the same time with, with Joe, it is, I will never like what the fish does in a game, but at the same time with Joe Mixon, like I said, it's definitely apology on my end because I was so wrong. I can't imagine. I even, I sent you a DM when we were doing Thursday show and I said, oh, we got to talk with Joe Mixon. He's just really struggling right now. And I, I think that it made that like a topic that was going to our topic. We talk about that in the last podcast. And then he has a career franchise day out there, which he probably could have had six if they really tried. And not yep.
1: I think he wanted it. They put him back out there when Burrow was out for like the first play. Mm-hmm. And then I think they kind of went, oh, this is kind of stupid, right? It is. It
2: is.
0: <laughs>
1: like maybe if we get to the goal line, we'll put you back in there, bud. <laughs> but I know. Let's <laughs> not like... get you injured in this game. Okay, picture this. It's
0: Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.
2: same time, I mean, it's just what you want to see from this offense because when they got it going, I, I really do feel like A little Jets game, maybe in the second half of the Jets game, but really it was against the Saints that this offense is like, okay, we can do this. We're getting in the 30s. Then they played the Atlanta Falcons. And then, I mean, whatever happened on Monday Night Football happened on Monday Night Football. I'm blaming primetime kickoffs right now. Not that Joe Burrow can't play in primetime. I just don't like the primetime kickoffs. So this team is four and one when they're when they're playing at 1 p.m. And uh, that's that's where I like it. But at the same time, offensively, if you see that with Joe Mixon, this team going into the bye is going to come out of the bye, and I'm knocking on wood, should come out healthier. I know Joe Mixon and Joe Burrow talked in their post game, and both mentioned when Jamar Chase comes back. I think a lot of people took that differently of what do you mean when Jamar Chase comes back? Is he coming back for the Steelers game? Is it coming back sooner than we thought? And I think they just reference, you know, with the way this offense is playing this, you know, when Jamar Chase comes back, obviously it's going to be, an, an, it's going to be great. It's going to be even better. Um, and to think what you saw today, uh, a balanced offense, the only thing we've been asking for, because you watch some of the best teams in the NFL right now, which honestly, overall, I wouldn't say uh, there's a whole lot of dominant Top tier teams in the AFC. The Bills looked like humans today. That, well, that's because
1: Josh Allen was terrible.
2: And and he said it. He says when your quarterback plays like I can't say the yeah. word on this podcast, <laughs> um, you're you're not going to win those games. And and I like the honesty. But at the same time, he proved that he could be human and not play great in every game. The team that we hold to this high level, they haven't won a division a division game yet since Bengals haven't won a division game yet. Yes, I know they played one more than them. But it's still something to point out right now. When it comes to some of these top teams in the AFC, yes, we will get the Chiefs and the Titans tonight. They're going to play. um, Tannehill is going to be on the sideline, so they're going to play their backup quarterback. And I don't know. Pretty exciting.
1: I think the Chiefs will kill them, but you know, yeah, there'll be some some fun in seeing Malik Willis.
2: It's just overall right now we are at the midway point of the season. The bye week is happening at a great time. Yes, you get your offense rolling. Some would say, "Man, the offense is really rolling," but no, they need this bye week like no other. With some of the injuries they're feeling in the secondary on the defensive side, we'll get to that in our next segment when it talk about when we talk about depth and just the other side of the ball. But but overall, with this offense, Joe Burrow, I, I want to give Zach Taylor some credit. Look, we hammer the guy when things go wrong. That's what happens with play callers when you lose games. I thought Zach called a pretty good game today.
1: Uh, similarly. I want to give the offensive line credit because yes. they get hammered when things go wrong, but Mixon needs his guys blocked. He wasn't breaking a lot of tackles in the backfield. He was breaking them after he got a full head of steam. That's what you need. You need to get them up into that secondary and make those guys tackle because when you let a defensive tackle linebacker through, you know, they might bring them down, but those guys, they don't all want the smoke. And uh, when they do, sometimes they're not the best at bringing them down. So I want to give them all credit. I know General Williams gave up a, a sack. And we can talk about it later. <laughs> We're in the happy yeah. side right now. Um, but oh man, I a saw of calls pulling and leading and yes. like that. I was like, oh. But the thing was with the run game that almost makes me nervous for the Steelers game is that everything worked. It's not they even went back to the under center wide zone and it was still working. I was like, uh, maybe the Panthers just, <laughs> they didn't show up today, you know, like, uh but it, it's still like, no matter what you think of them, it's still a good performance from the offense. It's just maybe this defense that was actually, I think, top 10 run defense yes. by uh DVOA, maybe they didn't bring their A game today. But at the same time, you can only play the opponent in front of you. If they don't show up, that's on them. I scored five touchdowns, <laughs> you know, like that type of thing. It, 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 you did. They did great. Uh, I just want to give the offensive line some credit because we haven't gotten to them yet. Um Just shout out those guys. I didn't notice anybody particularly on the broadcast just like other than that one Law Collins play. But I'm sure when I go back to watch, I'm going to be impressed by the interior and probably even just everybody individually. Whenever you have a game with seven yards per carry, I have to assume every offensive lineman is winning the run blocks.
2: Well, you mentioned the offensive line and Joe Mixon definitely was giving credit to his offensive line when he was doing his postgame uh, touchdown when he didn't celebrate and he just, he grabbed the football and he would give it to Ted Karras. I think Ted Karras. Karras
1: spiked it, I think.
2: Yeah, two spikes maybe. And they were pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Cause if we watched Joe Burrow try to do it at the Superdome and that didn't go too well. So I will give him probably a nine out of 10 for the spike. And I think he had a chance to do it twice after a couple touchdowns. So. Ted Karras, man, he's just, he, he's fun. And and you, like you said, look, we can hammer these guys when they're not playing well. The offensive line, they did their jobs. And I think Lyle Collins, we saw the guy who you wanted to be the bodyguard, who they signed in March. That was exciting, what they were going to bring, the solid pieces in the offseason. We saw that a little bit today. And the biggest thing you hear when they dominate the South right now is, oh, it was just the Panthers. Oh, it was just the Falcons. Oh, it was just the Saints. Oh, it was just the Jets. You know, you you hear that in some of these games right now. And in the NFL, it isn't easy to win. It is week by week. And it feels like that more this season than any past seasons before any given Sunday, because some of the top teams are falling to the bad ones. I don't know what the Green Bay Packers are. Uh, it's just kind of a jumbled miss right now. So when you have a blowout win, which they've done a couple times this season, you look at the Falcons game, you look at the game today, and I would even say the second half versus the Jets. Give them credit. Give them credit for finally getting it rolling and to bounce back after what happened on Monday night football to be absolutely embarrassed in all three phases and come out and just from the very beginning, offense, defense, the interceptions, Jermaine Pratt, Jesse Bates, uh, you know, that really kind of turned things around, too. So credit to both sides of the ball. But yeah, no, I, I say O-line. Zach Taylor, like I said before, guy gets hammered when things don't go well. And I'm not saying it's not deserved, but I thought overall, Brian Callahan, um, I know he met up with Joe Mixon earlier in the week, and they they kind of came up with that game plan, what their ideal was going into this game. And I feel like they were just really prepared for it. And, you know, to have that turnaround on a short week is, is pretty pretty awesome for your offense
1: yeah and just throw Frank Pollock a little bit of credit too as a run game coordinator because this is the run game and he made a schematic change halfway through the year and it's worked out really well so far. I know it's been a little bit inconsistent, but three weeks of really good efficiency and now maybe the best game of Joe Mixon's career. I'll take that. you know it, they should have had it figured out at the beginning, but they didn't and whatever as long as they can get rolling as we get to the final push, that's the biggest thing.
2: good thing they didn't fire Frank Pollock.
1: <laughs> at halftime of the Browns game and started looking at some replacements. You
2: know? I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh what
1: happened? <laughs> this guy could actually coach too, you know. Like I don't know. Like I I thought the thing is, is it's a, that's such an after-the-season thing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but everybody it's, wanted everyone fired after Monday night. I'm glad they didn't fire, fire Joe Mixon. I'm glad they didn't fire Frank Pollock. Joe Mixon
1: was gonna be cut, Pollock was gonna be fired callahan taylor probably both well one fired the other one loses his play calling you know like all these guys are just gone oh what the, they were the reason they won this game
2: yeah no it's just wild how they were like but seriously you have a short week and the thing is about you know, they really get back to practice thursday and friday and they're going to be light practices and that's really what they had so it was really you know more credit to the game plan going in what they were doing behind the scenes Uh, The installation to what they were able to do at home, coming back home, playing that one o'clock game and just absolutely demolishing the Panthers. I'm sorry. Garbage touchdowns do not count Baker Mayfield. Uh, But we'll get to the second. He did. Good thing Baker Mayfield did not play that whole game. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody wanted that. Nobody wanted that. But let's look to the defensive side next on It's Always Game, in Cincinnati.